the best Eagles basketball coverage. This is Creature Report. What's going on, Eagles fans? It's your boy, Ellie on the mic. Another episode of Screech Report, joined by my co-host and cohort, Russell Kelly, and his dogs, which are clawing at his thigh and coughing. Um, we are back after the end of the regular season, in which FGCU went to win seven of their last eight, which has been a fun little stretch of ball. And today, probably not the day of this pod you're listening to, but the last one was against Jacksonville. Uh, FGC wins 76-69. to 69. It was a pretty defensive. I mean, there was offense for sure, but... Russell, what are your initial thoughts on the game? No, it's... The, the, if I had to give this game one word, it would be physical or physicality. Yeah, gritty for sure. Their head coach, Jacksonville's head coach, is his first year at the helm. And, like, you can tell he's got a type. Like, he knows what kind of player he recruits. And that is a guy who's big and strong and athletic and rangy and stuff like that. Because these guys, they look like they've been in the weight room a time or two. They like to play physical. Not a bunch of shooters, but just guys who like to get downhill, um, you know, back to basket, you know, dunk on you, stuff like that. And so I think it might have maybe not caught FGCU off guard to begin the game. Um, but it was something that they at least had to adjust to. Like, I'm sure they were prepared for it, but it's something they had to adjust to when you're in game. And they definitely did so. Physical game, just two teams battling. But yeah, I'm just really happy with the outcome. Um, as far as people who, you know, were impressive, of course, Tavian Dunmartin with 18 points. Um, Kevin Samuel, 12 points, eight rebounds. Uh, I think it was four blocks he finished with. Cato hit some really clutch threes. He didn't shoot a whole bunch, but when he did, they were meaningful. Um, Halverson opened up the game with three out of five threes to just get a nice little run there at the beginning. Um, but yeah, really good performance by a few guys. Rivers looked good. Weir looked good at times. Largie had a clutch bucket or two. Um, you know, Richie hit a nice three. It's just a lot of guys contributing like it's been all season. So um, it's just nice to see things come together. Yeah, and I got to give, and we've talked about this before, you know, preseason or early in the season, but, you know, Jacksonville turned out to be a team that we weren't quite expecting to be as good as they are. You know, we touched out how good they were on paper and in theory, but they were kind of, uh, I guess, with recency bias. It's like, oh, it's Jacksonville. They're not going to be anything great, and this year they turned out to be the one of the top teams in the A-Sun, so it was nice to get a win there, and then kind of before this, especially uh, getting revenge, basically revenge on both the teams we lost to earlier this year, Liberty and uh, Jacksonville. Not to mention, not to detract from the Jacksonville game, but the whole Liberty story, the plot line between McGee and Tavian Dunmartin has been awesome to watch. So it would be something if we end up meeting again in the postseason. Speaking of postseason, it has been set. uh, The first, I guess, play-in game of the new A-Sun formatted... uh, Is it the first round? Because it's 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 like a first round, but then it gets reseeded. But anyways, in the first round, all the teams except the top teams are playing someone. So we get to play North Alabama uh, on Tuesday, March first. It's a favorable matchup for us, being as we dominated them this season. 
uh, but it's ace on basketball, college basketball, conference basketball. You know the drill. It's going to be a tough fought win. At least we get the home crowd support. I'm excited about that. What are your thoughts going into that game with the momentum? So, and, and Fly ended up saying this in the press conference, and, and Caleb Caddo did as well. And we talked about this off mic, but being, you know, the, the favorite is like sometimes not a comfortable position to be in. You want to be favored, but you don't want to be like the favorite. And, you know, we're not this year overall, but then in this first, you know, games of basketball in the tournament where the, the top two seeded teams in each division aren't playing in the first round, all of a sudden FGCU is playing, you know, the sixth seed in the West, UNA, a team that we beat by 32 earlier this year. Um, but rewind to last year and we beat them back to back days in conference play and guess who knocked us out of the A-Sun tournament, you know, the worst thing you can do is win, like we said, seven out of your last eight games, then head to the tournament and lay an egg against the team you beat by 32 points. Case in point with the recent wins uh, at Liberty and against JU, but then we lose the UNF who has not had the best showing in the A-Sun. So, uh, big day for the seniors on our team. Have quite a bit of faces that, as of now, will be leaving the team. I know there's speculation and talk and rumors of exercising the COVID year. Don't know any details on that. But basically, like at one point in the game today, everyone on the floor minus Dakota Rivers is is like leaving. <laughs> so there's a, a big kind of void to fill looking into next year but we don't really want to I don't know how I got on this I guess it's too early to talk about but yeah there's definitely a lot of seniors on this team and we knew that in the offseason with all the transfers right and of course there's the unknown with the COVID year but you know it's Rosario's one and only year with the team it's Matt Halverson's one and only year with the team Tavian Dunmartin's one and only year with the team and Kevin Samuel's one and only year with the team Richie should be coming back next year but those other guys, all, all those four guys, it's their last year with the team. You know, they've each done their part in impacting the season so far. Obviously, Tavian Dunn Martin the most so um, with the way he's played. But then also Kevin Samuel, of course, being, you know, and we're not going to get into specifics of, of ranking people, but this, I mean, he's been one of the best bigs to ever come through the program easily. Um, there's an argument to be made, not that this is the podcast for it right now, that he is the best big to come through the program. Like, and you know, you can scoff at that saying, oh, it's only one year or, or there's other guys who are much more legendary in the program and you'd be right. That's why, you know, we're not debating that right now, but it's, it's for discussion at least. So those are two guys that are going to be, you know, huge holes to fill in the off season, but um, just appreciating kind of what they've been able to do in their fifth years, graduate years, whatever. But then also the guy we haven't mentioned yet, Caleb Caddo, fourth year senior, you know, you almost don't hear that anymore. Here all four years, got here the year after Dooley left. His first year was also Fly's first year at head coach. And, you know, just kind of went through everything that you know, the program's gone through at that point. It was coming off 21 season, enters the program, immediately faces turmoil, uh, immediately wins only 10 games the next year. His junior year was the, the, you know, COVID year. The team went 10 and 8. Improvement, sure, but like COVID ransacked that season. Now he's a senior and they win 20 games. It's like you, you feel really, really proud for him. I guess really, really just happy for the dude 
who's always been their good teammate. He's always been, you know, willing to share the ball and everything. I mean, that's a guy who I don't know if it would impact the team in a negative or positive way, but if he wanted to, could average, you know, 15-plus points a game. But he doesn't. He averages about eight because there's a guy like Tavian. There's a guy like Largy. There's, you know, Kevin Samuel. There's other ways to score, and he's allowing that to happen. Um, so just really cool to see Caleb get those, you know, be a part of this good team and see where they can take it in the ASUN tournament. Yeah, that was something we didn't even mention at the beginning. This pod's kind of all over the place, but seeing 20 wins again in that win column on the season is a pretty good feeling. But I think FGCU, and not to jinx them, has caught fire at the right time, ending the regular season, going into the ASUN tournament. It feels good. The team seems to be flowing well and just uh, hoping for a good turnout and to keep winning. So, yeah, just because I don't know if we're going to be able to get another pod in by the time this, you know, the end of the season, the, the real end of the season happens for FGCU. Um, you know, if we end up going on some kind of insane run, you know, we'll make a pod happen. Um, but just, I guess... You know, for me, and I want you to comment on this too, it's like you expect the win as a fan over UNA, right? You're you're supposed to. But then the next team you play is supposed to be like uh, the second seed in in the West or something like that. We're going to end up playing Bellarmine if and when FDCU beats UNA in the first round. That scares me as a fan, you know? And I hope there's not like a, a psychological kind of mental hold on that to the players and the coaches and whatnot against Bellarmine. Because at this point, Bellarmine joined the conference last year and just annihilated. Like, it was, it was awful. Those games against Bellarmine were awful last year. Um, coming off of a COVID, you know, break. And then guys didn't have legs under and they were winded constantly and couldn't keep it up for 40 minutes. And then this year we get them again, get them at home. And looks really good in the first half. And then Bellarmine just techniques us into <laughs> submission. Um, uh, disciplines us into submission. It's, it's just not fun. Like, I, I almost hate playing Bellarmine. And um, that is until we can stick it to them. And until the team can, can really kind of overcome that. And a win over Bellarmine would, would honestly, like... That would be a cherry on top for me. Hopefully there's more cherries after that. But just that alone would uh, ease my annoyance, I guess. Uh, two more fun facts slash, you know, weird things to note. One not being so good for us, FGCU, but North Alabama has not won a game in their last eight, which I'd say they're poised for a win at some point soon because, I mean, you can't lose them all. Kind of meaningless, but interesting. The other thing is the biggest margin of defeat uh, in the A-Sun against North Alabama has been us when we played them at home when we won by 32. So just two little interesting factoids going into the game. Well, this was fun. That's all we got for now. Pretty damn good season up to this point. So here's to the good times. And I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. Part of every day. Part of every day. I want to rock and roll. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, We'll be back with a vengeance should shit hit the fan. You might have to bleep that out, Russell. No. No? One swear per pod now. Oh, yeah. We're PG-13 pod.
Okay. So I'm allowed one F word too. Anyways, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Also, keep listening for the press conference with Caleb Caddo and Coach Fly. Been here for a long time now, it seems. Kind of the old man on campus. Um, but yeah, it just means a lot. Um, I think for me personally, it means a lot who you do it with. And we have a lot of great dudes in that locker room, a lot of great fans, a lot of great coaches, great media. And uh, so just thankful. Coming out today, you know, coming off that win against Liberty, I mean, this is a Jacksonville team that got the best of you on a fluke half-court shot last time around. So what was the kind of energy like headed into this one? Yeah, they're a really good team. Um, we, we kind of figured that out after our first game there. It was a really hard game. Um, like I said, they're, they're a really, really good team. Um, obviously, when you're in a game like that and ends like that, um, it's kind of you got that bitter taste in your mouth. You kind of remember that throughout the season. So we definitely had a little motivation headed into this game. Just wanted to get a win. Um, so, yeah, it's just good to get a win on senior day, for sure, for all the guys. You know, statistically, best player on Jacksonville being Nolan, right? And from the get-go, you were on him pretty much one-on-one for a lot of the game. Uh, ended up scoring just seven points compared to, like, a 14 or 15 per game average. Um, how was that for you, taking on that challenge? Um, was that something you felt like you were prepared for? How do you think you did? Yeah, he's a really good player, and he, he hurt us when we were up there in Jacksonville, um, especially late in the game. I, I think he hit four threes in a row up there. So obviously coming into the game, uh, part of our game plan was trying to get him out of the mix. Um, a lot of what they do goes through him. They set a lot of pin downs for him and stuff like that. So uh, we were definitely prepared at a high level, and, uh, yeah, that was kind of the assignment coming in for sure. So North Alabama on Tuesday, team, you beat by 32 last time around. I know that probably isn't what you're expecting this time around, but headed into this, you know, it's, it's do or die from here on out. Yeah, I mean, if you think back to last year, we beat North Alabama, I think, by 20 or 30 both games. We were playing back-to-backs and ended up losing them in the, the semifinals. So uh, it's college basketball. It's hard to win, and uh, losing is not the time to do it right now as far as if you lose, you're done. So. Um, we're going to go super prepared, super focused, and um, look to survive in advance, as they call it. What's your feeling about the ASM headed into the tournament? Because if you look at your last three results, including today, they're the opposite of what happened last time around. North Florida you know, beat you, Liberty, and Jacksonville, you beat them this yeah. time around. So it just seems like the conference is deep, but also kind of cannibalizing itself. A yeah, bit. I mean, it's definitely, I think Coach Fly has said it a couple times. I've been here, this is my fourth year, and I think it's definitely the deepest it's been. It's the most competitive it's been. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of good teams and any given night if you don't show up, um, you know, go home sad. So you just have to be super focused, super prepared because you know, every team um, is going to give you the best shot. That being said, to finish the regular season, 20 wins for the first time in a couple of years and also to beat Liberty, to beat Jacksonville, two teams seated ahead of you, now headed into the conference tournament. How much of a confidence boost is that? Uh, it's, it's definitely a confidence boost because we talk about it all the time. You want to be playing the right type of basketball towards this time of the year. Um, I think getting a win heading into the tournament is the, the right step forward, and hopefully we can carry that through the tournament. Um, it's going to be, I think, I don't, I don't necessarily know what the tournament setup looks like right now, but I think we have to win three games to get to the championship game, four games to win it all. So we're kind of trying to take it one game at a time. Last question I got for you is, uh, any plans to use that COVID year? Uh, I haven't really thought about that yet. Um, just trying to stay focused on this year, obviously. Hopefully we can win a championship, that's our goal, so I'll think about that after the season and stuff like that. Sounds good. All right, and 
Coach, just your opening thoughts on the game today. Man, I told Coach Mincy, I thought that was a heck of a college basketball game. Uh, Jordan and I have known each other since he was at La Tech and, and got a ton of respect. I told him what he's done in year one, um, flipping that program. And, and, you know, he molded some transfers with some guys they already had together. Uh, he's done an unbelievable job. And I thought that was a heavyweight fight of a basketball game. I mean, that, that was more uh, physical cage match than it was basketball. And we knew that coming in. Uh, but I think that's a credit to our guys and their mindset today that they weren't going to be out tough. They weren't going to lose a game based on physicality. Uh, but that was they're a really good team. There's a reason they've had the year that they've had. Uh, but fortunately for us, we were better tonight. First 21 season as a head coach, how's that feel? Always nice to get 20. You know, it's, it's kind of the mark in college basketball that you've had, you know, quote unquote, a good year. Uh, obviously, we'd like to get more than 20, uh, but it's it's nice to kind of hit that um, plateau, if you will. I told our guys, you know, to have the, the best non-conference start in the program in terms of Division One era, to have multiple, John, you don't tell me on this, but I think five-game win streaks, to now go double-digit wins in the non-conference and the conference shows some consistency. You know, we've, we've hit a couple of patches where we just didn't play great for a couple of games, that kind of stuff, but usually in a season when you look back, there's about five games that you just no-show. And outside of one or two, I think we've been very competitive. There's been some nights the ball hadn't gone in. But I don't know that I've coached a team that most teams you get frustrated because, again, there's four to five, you just no-show. And, and we did that in Atlanta. Um, but other than that, it's just been a really fun group to coach. And we want to do our best to make sure we keep getting to coach them for as long as we can. So you mentioned rough patches earlier in the season, kind of mid-season, early non-conference was one of those um, compared to, you know, getting a win, getting a loss, getting a win kind of you know, trend that was happening to now last game and this game being the top two teams in the, you know, east section of the A-Sun. Uh, what does that say about the team and where they're at heading into the tournament? Well, you know, I think I actually said this to Sean one time in here. You know, we never lost any confidence internally. We were just frustrated because we know what type of group that we have. And it's no disrespect to Jacksonville, it's no disrespect to Liberty, but we felt like we had both of, the, both of those games won. And unfortunately, McGee goes crazy, Nolan went crazy at the end of the Jacksonville game, and we just didn't get the job done. But it didn't change. I told our guys, you know, hey, you had them exactly where you wanted them. I mean, even going back to, we got Jacksonville State down eight on the road. We, you know, we, we, we put some really good teams in holes we haven't been able to maintain those leads until the last month. And so I think as we've grown as a group, you know, it was hard sometimes even for me because there are guys not playing in our program a whole lot that I think are really good players. And to, to figure out a rotation and not play guys, and I'll just use an example. I mean, Carlos Rosario is a double-figure scorer in Division One. I. I mean, he's a proven commodity. You know, is it best for him to play 36 minutes a night on this team? You know, that was something to try to figure out early in the season. And, and I'm just using his, him as a as an example of a guy that's a really, really good basketball player in Division One. So I think, um, you know, we've grown as a group. We've started to figure out, you know, kind of some set rotations. And, and lately we've started to go with more size, more rebounding, more athleticism. Uh, versus early in the year, we were trying to put as much shooting on the court, you know. And I think sometimes when you're you have a mindset of toughness and defense and rebounding, that that travels, you know, uh, game to game for you. You knew these last two games were just going to be like you said, cage matches. The fact that you came out on top on the road to Liberty, something this team has never done, you know, here against Jacksonville, going into the tournament now, how does that boost your confidence? 
Well, you know, it's great to do it. Like I said, we knew we could do it. <laughs> That's why we're, we, you know, we were internally so frustrated with our start in league play because, you know, basically we, we felt like, you know, we, we let our foot off the gas a little bit at Canisius and then we just went into a little bit of a tailspin. So we knew we could do it, but we hadn't done it yet. So to be able to beat the teams that are unfortunately in front of us because of a couple of mishaps, you know, early in the year, you know, just speaks to, I think, where we can be. Now, you know, I just told those guys, it's great It's great to get 20 wins. You know, I'm super proud of our seniors. It's one of the best group of seniors that we've had here in terms of both on the court and off the court. Uh, but all that goes away if you don't prepare for the next game. And so we just want to make sure, yes, it's awesome, enjoy today, but that we stay as even keel as we can. So hopefully we can have, have a good game on, uh, I believe, Tuesday. If I know what day of the week Seven it is this time of year, you guys know I'm doing good. <laughs> um, so never too high, never too low, just try to prep for the next one. Have these last two results changed your messaging to your team at all? No, the, the message has been the, the same throughout is, guys, and, and even when we were, you know, we were shooting a, a ridiculous uh, percentage early in the year from three, and it seemed like nobody could miss at times. And, you know, some of that's come back to earth a little bit. But even then, we were preaching defense, rebounding, toughness. And I think sometimes you have to learn some hard lessons for guys to buy into, you know, hey, yes, you can be beat if you don't show up and you're not ready to compete. And I think, you know, we got away with some wins based on talent, you know, at times. And, and that's good. It's good to be talented. It's good to win based on your talent. But you also sometimes have to learn some hard lessons to get where you want to get to. And then Caleb mentioned it earlier before you came in, you know, uh, you, you got North Alabama was the only team you beat back to back last year in the conference in that weird scheduling pattern. Beat them this year. They beat you in the tournament last year. Now here you go, you got them home again. Yeah, yeah, I might have thought about that once or twice. Um, yeah, I mean, Tony's done a, a really good job with that program. Their MO is a little bit like Jacksonville. I mean, they're going to be really, really physical. They're going to pick you up full court. They're, they're going to try to just make it a, a, a fight, you know, the entire game. So that's what it's going to be. You know, we're going to have to bring our hard hats. But, yeah, we haven't, uh, haven't forgotten about that tournament game. Do you want to talk about Caleb real quick and just what he's meant to the Yeah. I talk to all the seniors in the locker room because, you know, when you when you bring in transfers, it, you don't know exactly what you're getting into, right? I mean, you try to do your homework, you, you call their coaches, all that. But I'm this this is not coach speak. You guys that know me know I wouldn't say it. <laughs> if I didn't mean it, I just wouldn't say it. Um, but Tavian Dunmartin, Matt Howerson, Carlos Rosario, and Kevin Samuel, you could not script a better group of human beings to – come into a program and and give a jolt in the arm to our team. I mean, they have been just unbelievable ambassadors for our program. Um, just guys that, you know, I told those guys in the locker room, I don't know what you're going to do yet, but I'm very confident you're going to be successful in your lives. Transitioning to Caleb, for him to accept those guys with open arms when, you know, him and Cyrus were at the very top of the, the box score last year. and. You know, they were all league caliber players in their own right based on the numbers, and at least one of them, maybe two, would have been recognized had we played more than nine games and played more than six healthy. So for him to welcome those guys with open arms, you know, his numbers are down, not because he's not as good of a player as he is, but we've just got more talent spread around now. And he has taken on, I'm sure you guys saw, but he's now become our defensive stopper in addition to making shots. and. He's one of our best passers, but I mean, he has taken on the best player on the other team night in and night out. Held Darius McGee, you say held, but it took him 30 shots to get 28 points. He was on Nolan most of the night tonight. I think Nolan ended up with seven, which last time he absolutely killed us. So 
Caleb's done Yeoman's work this year, but I, I broke down a little bit in the locker room talking about him because he was here when we lost five starters from a championship team and, and what was going to be the preseason player of the year in the league. He was here when we had four starters go down with injuries in my second year, and, and we were lucky to, to win the 10 we won. He went through some really hard times, and, and even last year, we felt internally like we could have a terrific team, but COVID continued to not allow us to play basketball. And there's a lot of guys that at some point would have said, you know what, I've had enough. And they would have transferred, they would have not been the type of leader that he, and, and through all of it, the good times, the bad times, that dude has stayed the course, been the same person, um, leader on the floor, leader off the floor, 4.0 student. I mean, he's just, he's one of the most special human beings that I've had the pleasure to coach. And, and there's going to be a huge hole, you know, when he's not part of our program anymore. Anything else for coach? All right. Thank you, guys. Pray for three.